Good morning, everyone. How was your night? I hope you slept well. And in case if your night wasn't the best, well, we have hope in Jesus that there are better nights ahead. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Our Father and Lord, thank you for this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the beautiful Monday you have given us, the first day of the working week. I pray that you're going to help us, Heavenly Father, to make a productive week, oh God. And as we go further into the fifth step of Tama, Heavenly Father, I pray you're going to help us to bring out the gems and the lessons that you want us to learn. That at the end of everything, we will go and would have learned how to be beautiful and graceful throughout all seasons in the desert. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. A background to Judah's meeting Tama can be seen in Genesis 37, like I said earlier. Judah, having sold his brother, is guilty. And after lying to his father about the death of Joseph, the guilt moves him away from his family. And instead of running to God, he decides to run away and he moves in to stay with his friend, Hira, who was a Canaanite. Judah, prior to marrying Tamar for his son, is a shame-filled, traumatized man. His sins plague him, especially the jealousy he had over his brother that made him to actually suggest selling his own brother. The lie him and his brother must have told his dad, and how the fact that his dad continuously mourned Joseph were all constant reminders of his sin. And these were monsters that were chasing him even before ever encountering Tamar. Please note that Tamar had in no way any hand or effect on all this happening in Judah's life. Yet Judah's decision would greatly affect the life of Tamar, especially how he decides to face his monsters and sin. Genesis 8 verse 1 tells us that Judah left his brothers to stay with an Adulamite named Hira. Can you remember the Bible says, Do not be evilly oaked with unbelievers? Instead of staying with his brethren, and maybe they would have suggested him to repent, but he decided to run away too. Run away from God, run away from his sins, run away from his problem, and decides to move and stays with Hira. And we should also know the characteristics of Judah to run away. and. This running away and staying with an unbeliever actually led him to further sin of marrying a Canaanite woman. Can you remember that? Yes, it was Abraham that beat a wife for Isaac. And Isaac sent Jacob far away to go and marry from the from Hebrew side, actually. And you see, it's most likely that... Jacob must have advised his sons that they shouldn't God's instruction of not marrying from the surrounding. But you see that Judah didn't listen to his father's instruction or follow his father's path. We see a way that the Bible tells us that there's a way that sins wise to man, but the end leads to destruction. So we see the fact that just his decision leads him further to marrying or walking the path of destruction, such as marrying a Kenite woman. And his pride instead of owning up to a mistake, and his preference to run away instead of confessing his sins, we will see that all these actions of his 
in one way or the other affected Tamar's life greatly. Let's ask ourselves this morning that are we a Judah, always hiding from our sins, covering them up, so proud that we can't confess our sins or seek forgiveness? And who are we, consciously and unconsciously, hurting by our deceitful habits? You know, some of us, we always have an excuse. Some of us, we don't always seem to know that, yes, there's someone we're affecting. Because why all this is going on in Judah's life? He never had an idea that, okay, this would affect this young girl in any way. Today, let this Bible verse ring in our hearts, which is Proverbs 28, verse 13. He who conceals his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them will find mercy. This variant study Bible version. And one thing again we should know is that we should also apply these lessons to our life. What does God want us to do about this lesson? How does it apply to us in our personal lives? How do we try not to be a Judah? How do we try not to run away from God? How do we try not to leave our burdens when we sin? Because some of us, whenever we make a mistake in church, we decide that, oh, I'm not going to go back to this church. You just exclude yourself. You want to stay on your own. But you know that at that point, when we are our weakest, that's when we need the fellowship of the children of God. Bible tells us that we should not despise the fellowship of the children of God, but that we should stay there, forming a strong cord with our burdens. This is highly, very important also. So this morning, I'd like us to ponder on how we should try our best not to actually be a Judah, and how we should also know that our actions invariably can actually positively or negatively affect others in our life, and how one sin leads to another sin, which leads to another sin. We should try to trace our footsteps, and if it's, this lesson is calling us now to actually come back to our Father, we should not be proud. The Bible hates a hopeful eye, he also hates one who is proud. You should also know that we should come to our Father who loves us. He tells us that even if our sin is as dark as a scarlet, he's going to wash it as white as snow. So we should come back to our Father and we should know that, yes, he's always willing to accept us no matter the condition. And as we ponder upon this, we should also know and open our eyes that is there anything we have to repent on. Are there any habits of us, such as habits of running away, such as habits of lying, such as habits of taking the easy way out, of escaping, that we haven't dealt with, we haven't come to our Father? Let's know that all these habits actually, in a way, in future, tells on our character and makes us have or make very negative decisions in life. And we should try to take our steps because if they may be, we don't know the time that is coming to our life in which our actions or decisions would actually have an impact in our life. Please, let's close our eyes in prayer. Our Father and Lord, we thank you, God, for this lessons you have taught us, oh God. Father, is there any way we have been in Judah? Any way we have run from you? Anything we have to repent of? Any way our pride, our ego, our lust, our love for sin, 
or our desires have made us to go and stay with the hiddens, to go and stay and walk in the path of the unbelievers. Any actions that we are doing that is wise in our eyes will actually lead to destruction. Heavenly Father, we pray that you are going to help us, O God, to counter our steps, that are going to bestow on us a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of despair, that you are going to build in all these behaviors and characters in us, so that we shall become oak of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, so that in the end, in our lives, our lives will simply be a testimony or a, a glorification of your name in Jesus' name. Amen.